Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, episode 40, already, episode 40, only about two months into the podcast, and we have 40 episodes already. Just want to thank everybody for all of the support, U.S., a lot of listeners in the U.S. now, that is the number one country. And the number two country is Italy. But another shakeup, Germany. Where'd you guys come from? Thank you so much. Germany, France is fourth. Uh, Ukraine moved up into the top 10. So thank you guys for all your support. Iran is still up there and Saudi Arabia. And I just uh, can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Today's episode, also comes from the YouTube channel. And I know many of you listening to from Iran and some other countries have said that you can't get the YouTube channel. So I do want to make some of the audio available. And it seems like a lot of people listened to the last episode where I broke down the Justin Bieber lyrics. I'd like to do that again today, and this time it's a song by Billie Eilish called No Time to Die from the new James Bond movie, so I hope you enjoy that. Um, It might help if you listen to the song. Also, um, there is another part to the episode, which is called Expressions Using Day. So... I list 10 expressions and somehow using day in each expression. Like I mentioned the um, dog days of summer, the dog days of summer. And I talked to you um, explaining exactly what that means. So there is a part to the episode that is more visual So once I get to the uh, poutine eating contest, you might not want to continue listening because it is very much visual. But the rest of it, I think, will be a good audio experience for you. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening and just all the support that you've been giving to me on Instagram and Facebook. If you are able, check out the YouTube channel. It's called Learn American English with This Guy. Right now, I'm going through all the 50 states, but only one fact for each state. On the podcast, I will continue to do longer segments for each state, and North Carolina and South Carolina will be the next ones to come out. But there are two episodes on the YouTube channel really quick ones where I go over the first 20 states to join the United States. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and we are back with another learn English through song lyrics type video. This is the second one I've done. I did one earlier in the week on Yummy by Justin Bieber. And I really like doing these things, and I hope you like watching them. So two things I'd like to mention, though, before we get into the video is one thing I should have mentioned for the Justin Bieber video, and that this songwriter versus narrator thing. So Justin Bieber wrote that song, Billie Eilish, and I think her brother wrote this song, and it's a lot like an actress playing a part. So with the Justin Bieber song, I think I spoke too much about like his life, and he could totally just be playing a part um, when he's talking about that song. Just like Billie Eilish, like this may not have actually happened in her life. She may be like a writer who is, and she is a writer, but um, a writer who is playing the part, writing for another person. So this might not be autobiographical for a really big word in English, auto meaning self, bio, meaning life, graph, meaning right. So this song may not be autobiographical. Maybe none of this happened to her. Maybe she is just playing a part. And the other thing I would like to mention is that this is just one guy's interpretation of a work of art. So if you watch the Justin Bieber video and you thought, some of that stuff meant something a little different, that's fine. I teach that in my class all the time. Two people could listen to the same song and have very different opinions about it. And I think this song is great for people who are just learning English because there aren't that many difficult words and the words are sung pretty slowly. So let's get right into the lyrics. The first line says, I should have known I'd leave alone. So as we work through these lyrics, there is definitely a relationship that has gone bad. And she is looking back on this relationship. So right off the start, she should have known, like there were clues about this person. Like maybe this person needed more help than she could provide. And we will see that in the lyrics later on. But as she's looking back, she is thinking right from the start, I should have known that in the end, we would not last, that I'd leave alone. All right, the next part. Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you own. So for me, what those words mean is that she needs to look out for herself more. 
she needs to take care of herself and not worry so much about other people. There will be some lyrics later on where she is talking about other people, like maybe they think she is kind of foolish. So I like that line quite a bit. The blood you bleed is just the blood you own. So when it comes down to it, you know, we don't own a whole lot besides our bodies. And I think she's looking inward like I messed myself up. I should have taken better care of myself. Okay, the next line is we were a pair. Like that's not too bad. We were a couple. So she's just telling us again that this person and her were really close. They were in some sort of really committed relationship. So the next two lines, but I saw you there, too much to bear. So she saw this person there. There must have been some incident that took place, but I saw you there and it was too much for her to take. So let's talk about that word bear, because it can be pretty tricky. Most people probably know the animal and it's actually spelled the same way. But there is another like bear, which is a verb, means to support. Like you could, how about somebody injures their ankle and they will not be able to bear weight on their ankle. It means like to support weight. So this incident, whatever she witnessed by I saw you there, it was just too much for her to take in. It was too much for her to support. And so it really messed her up. There is another spelling of bear, B-A-R-E, which means like naked or um, completely empty. So maybe after the forest fire, the land was bare. So nothing is growing there anymore. Or you could have like um, somebody's bear midriff. That's kind of a fancy uh, term there, bear midriff. It means that person has like a half shirt on and you can see their stomach or the bottom of their stomach midriff. All right, I really like these next two lines. So, and there's a lot for us to talk about in those two lines. And I would like to try to play those two lines for you and hopefully I won't get in trouble with YouTube. Hopefully they won't take me down because of it. You were my life, but life is far away from fair. So, you were my life, but life is far away from fair. Those words just kind of flow, don't they? At least to me, very much like poetry. So, you were my life. Fancy English teacher term that I teach my students all the time, and it's called hyperbole. Hyperbole. It's exaggeration. It's over the top. It's not lying, but it's taking part of the truth and making it bigger, or we might say exaggerating it. For example, if you have children, or if you ever were a child with a room, 
and you had a messy room, your parents might have said, I've told you a thousand times, pick up this room. So they probably have told that child to pick up their room a lot, but it probably wasn't a thousand times. So there's a little nugget of truth, but then it gets expanded. That's hyperbole. I remember walking home from school. This was back in the old days, back in the 80s and 90s before eBooks. So I'd be walking back home with my backpack and it would weigh a ton, weigh a ton with all the books because I'm old. But that's an example of hyperbole too. Yes, my book bag was heavy, but it didn't weigh a literal ton. Didn't weigh what, 2,500 pounds? Yeah, in the United States, we still use the English system. We don't use the metric system. Even the English use the metric system now. We still use the English system. But, so, heavy, yes. A ton, no. My book bag didn't weigh a ton. So when she says, you were my life, she is saying definitely that this person meant a lot to her, but this person wasn't literally their whole life. Hopefully, they had other things going on in their life, so this person didn't dominate their life. But there will be a line later on where I do think this narrator lost some friends, maybe some family because of this relationship. So the next line has some more fancy English talk. And I'm going to say alliteration. Alliteration is basically when you use the same beginning sound one right after another. We have a tongue twister in English. Hopefully I can say it. I'll say it slowly. And there's a bunch of alliteration in that anyway. I will say it slowly. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. It's a very difficult tongue twister. And one reason it is, is because it has a bunch of S's at the beginning of the words. And so that is alliteration. That's extreme alliteration. But here she uses it. But life is far away from fair. There are a lot of F's in there. There's life, far, from, fair. So she's definitely using some alliteration in that. And I really like the way it moves. And she is just saying something that we often say in English is life isn't fair. And it's not. You know, there are so many stories on the news about really good people having horrible things happen to them. And unfortunately, you know, life is not fair. So not so bad so far. Like this song isn't actually too bad. And I almost thought, mm, should I do this? Or is it too easy? But then I thought, nah, there are some things I could probably help interpret or translate for people who are just learning English. And if you are enjoying this video, if you could subscribe or hit that like button, maybe leave me a comment. What song should I do next?
So in the next three lines, she's going to use some repetition over and over. The same word is going to start out the line. And this is what I had talked about before. Like other people might have noticed this person was bad for her. So was I stupid to love you? She's definitely questioning herself. Were there signs at the beginning? Like, should I have known? She said that earlier. Should I have known? Were there warning signs? Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? So reckless is the opposite of being safe. And it seems like this relationship started with her coming to somebody's aid, somebody who needed help. And that's how this relationship started. Now she is questioning, was I reckless to do this? Was it obvious to everyone else? So now she's bringing other people into the picture. Do they think she is stupid? Because they could see this person might have been beyond help. Because obviously this person is going to really take her for granted. In English, we sometimes say, take advantage, take advantage. So this person, the narrator, was there to help. And it seems like the other person in the relationship took advantage of the narrator. One English word in that last line, obvious, might be difficult for some. And obvious means everybody can see it. And we have a saying in English, it's as obvious as the nose on my face. So it's not hidden. It's right out there for everyone to see. So she's wondering, did everyone else see the mistake that I was going to make before I made it? All right, this next line could be a little tricky if you were just learning English. It says, you were never on my side. It doesn't literally mean right next to them. It means you were never supporting me. You were never there for me. And we have a couple idioms that you might hear that say almost the same thing. Got your back. Like if somebody has your back, they don't literally, they're not grabbing your back, but figuratively, we're talking about figuratively, not literally. If somebody has your back, they are your friend. They will support you. Um, if, <laughs> I don't know, if, if you're a little younger than me and you're still going to bars and there is the potential for a fight, you know, maybe somebody is mouthing off, maybe talking smack is what people used to say. You know, somebody trying to start a fight. You might ask your friend, hey, you got my back if something goes down? You got my back? So if something goes down, if there is a fight, can I count on you to jump in there with me? You got my back? And another thing um, you might hear is in your corner. So if somebody is in your corner, it comes from boxing, but if somebody is in your corner, they also support you. They got your back if they are in your corner. All right, these next two lines, I'm gonna risk it. And I do wanna play it for you because they are pretty awesome. 
So you're gonna have another time of me just kinda sitting here awkwardly while the music plays. Fool me once, fool me twice, higher death of paradise. Alright, so fool me once, fool me twice. We have a saying in English that she doesn't say the whole thing, but most native English speakers would know what she's talking about. And that saying is, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And what that means is if some person, I'll just take myself for example. If some person tricks me once, then it's on them. They are a bad person. But if I fall for the same trick another time, then shame on me. I should have known better. I shouldn't have fallen for that trick twice. So it's a good saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yes. And in, if anybody is an Office fan, I don't know how popular that is, the American Office, but Michael Scott um, messes that line up. Uh, I forget what he says, but it's pretty funny. So I'll say it correctly, hopefully. I, I don't know if I said it correctly before. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. All right, the next one isn't too bad here either. Like she's asking the person, talking to them, using you as a pronoun, are you death or paradise? And that death thing is gonna come back in two lines. So are you death or paradise? Are you really, really bad? Which I would think most people would think death is, is pretty bad. Or are you paradise? Or are you, some people call heaven paradise. So maybe it's like, are you hell or are you heaven? Are you the worst that has happened to me or are you the best? So even now she is still doubting herself. Like maybe I really do need to help this person. But in the next line, it almost seems like, no, she's done because she uses the word never. Now you'll never see me cry. So with that line, it seems like, yes, she's definitely going to have to get over this relationship. She is going to have to cry, cry it out, we might say, just like let it all out. But that person who hurt her is not gonna see it because they are not gonna be around. And this next line is, a, is not really good, in my opinion, in my opinion. There's just no time to die. What I think happened here is since this is for the James Bond movie, which is called No Time to Die, she had to somehow fit that into the song and it just doesn't really make sense. Adele, British, um, Billie Eilish, American, James Bond is British, but he's pretty cool. Adele is awesome too, but um, she had to fit in that Skyfall, great song, beautiful voice. Skyfall is the name of the movie. Doesn't really fit in with the song. So let's give Billie Eilish a pass on this line. There's just no time to die. I think she had to work that in there. All right, the next line here, I let it burn. If you were just learning English, you might only know that burn means like the fire thing. 
but it also can mean hurt or desire, burn. So maybe you have a burning desire to learn English. So you want it so badly, it almost hurts. So she's not, I don't think at least, she's saying anything literally caught on fire. It's more of the hurt that she's feeling and it seems like she doesn't want to give up on it. She wants to really feel it. I let it burn, maybe, so she won't do the same mistake again. She wants to really feel that pain and not be fooled again. All right, the next line. You are no longer my concern. So this sounds like, hey, get out, buddy. You're done. Yeah, you still got problems. Somebody might be concerned over you. Somebody might be worried, but it's not me. You are no longer my concern. Faces from the past return. And sometimes you get so involved in a relationship that you forget about your friends or you forget about your family. And this is maybe what happened here. Faces from the past return. So maybe she's not so consumed or so obsessed with this person anymore and she can go out with her friends again or maybe she can go to her family. Maybe this person was really controlling of her and wouldn't let her go see her friends or her family. So now that she's getting over this mistake she made, leaving this person behind, no longer concerned with them, she can open her life back up to other things that maybe she was missing in the past. And, and right along with that line, I'll read them together. Faces from the past return, another reason yet to learn. So she puts in that yet there to get the verb into the infinitive, like to learn rather than having to say, like I learned the past. So she can keep it sounding almost like the present another reason yet to learn. So the fact that these people are coming back into her life is just one more reason that I shouldn't have had anything to do with you in the first place. All right, that's gonna do it for today. I hope I did a good job for you. I hope everything was clear. I hope you're still watching. If you are, maybe I did do a good job. But if you are a French, Portuguese, or Turkish speaker, if that is your first language, there are translations for these song lyrics online and I will put them in the description box. Unfortunately, Italian and Russian, which is like almost half of my viewers, um, there isn't any online for that. So, sorry about that. But, thank you so much for tuning in. Leave a, a comment. What song do you want me to do next? This is fun. I like it. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to another video. This video is going to be all about expressions in English that involve the word day somehow. Involve the word day. And the reason I am making this video today is that in about an hour, my wife is actually upstairs getting ready and my daughter is getting ready because all of us are going out. We're leaving the house, but we're going in separate directions. So my daughter 
is going to a play or a musical or a performance that her friend is in called High School Musical. So she's gonna be gone. She has a ride, so I don't have to bring her anywhere. My wife doesn't have to bring her anywhere. And my son is going with my mom to my nephew's hockey game. So if you are just learning the names of family members, I think I have a video on this channel about family members, but so my son is going with my mom to my nephew's hockey game. Could be a little bit tricky there. But what my wife and I are going to do is go on a day date, a day date, and we might get in a little day drinking. So I thought today would be a good time to talk about English expressions that involve the word day. I don't want to use idiom because some are idioms and idioms are those phrases that don't translate well. Some of these will actually translate pretty well, like day drinking sounds exactly like what it is. I am going somewhere. You could do it at your house actually, but I'm going somewhere to have a drink. And, and when I say drink like that, it's not Kool-Aid or apple juice. It's a alcoholic beverage. It's a beer. And so I'll be doing that in the day. So day drinking, it does literally translate and that makes sense. So that'll be one of the ones I talk about and day date, which I will talk about as well. Maybe I just talked about day drinking. You probably know that. So number one, day drinking. Hopefully you're all experts at day drinking. And the second one is uh, a date day or a day date. It works either way. Um, so my wife and I will be going to have some poutine together. And if you don't know what poutine is, I plan on just, I just film with my, my camera, my phone. So you might know that I'm going to take my phone and actually get some footage of the place that we are going for our day date. And when we are at this place, I'll show you like the outside. It's called side by each and it's a poutine place and poutine is glorious. If you don't know what it is, it's, it's it's Canadian and it's French fries just drizzled with gravy and cheese. So your heart probably literally like starts coughing like, <laughs> What are you doing? You're shoving all this cholesterol into me, but your mouth will say, wow, this is good. So I'll get a little bit of the outside. I'll get a little bit of the inside because it's a brewery and a poutine place. And then I might even sneak into the bathroom just because I think that's important. I know bathrooms differ. They're so different around the world. And I did make a video on the American bathroom, might wanna check that out. So I'll go into another bathroom and you can see what a public restroom looks like. I also did that for the um, visit to a typical American school. So I think that'll be my thing. I'm gonna to try to get in into the bathroom when of course nobody is using the bathroom. So another one, um, number three, I guess we'll call it is a day job, day job. 
So some people might have more than one job and their day job is their main job where maybe they make the most money from that job or maybe they literally work during the day at that job or they spend the most time at that job. The other job or jobs could be a part-time job, part-time job or maybe side hustle. That's kind of a newer, I think American thing, a side hustle. If you're really hustling, it, could, it means you're going fast. Like maybe you're late for a train and you're like, you're hustling to get there. But also hustling sometimes is like trying to, to get ahead in life. Or like um, when I ask you for uh, subscribers to the channel, when I ask for subscribers, that's kind of like I'm hustling a little bit. Like I'm trying to make the channel better. So your part-time job could be called your side hustle. The next one, a daydream. Daydream? Literally what it sounds like. You do not have to be asleep for this. In fact, you probably won't be asleep to have a daydream. But a lot of my students, now my classes are super exciting and students should stay focused the entire time. But every so often, there is a student who has a mind that kind of wanders during class and they might just be staring out, thinking about what they'll do when they get out of my class. And that's a daydream. That's a daydream. Some people get like, hey, wake up. You might get caught, you might get lost in a thought and we could call that a daydream. All right, number five is kind of tricky to say, even as a native English speaker. So I'll say it a little bit slower. Day laborer, day laborer. So you actually have like two R's at the end. You got labor and then er. So a day laborer, day laborer is um, a little unfortunate in my opinion because they work day to day. This is not a permanent job for them, a day laborer. So when I go to school early in the morning, I pass by this place where if you don't have a job, you can wait outside until they open and whoever gets there first has first pick at the job. And so I drive by at 6.30 in the morning and I don't think the place opens until eight. So a line forms of day laborers. And what happens is people in the building will find jobs for the day for those people and it changes every day. So, and I think you have a, a couple different types of people there. One, they just had some really bad luck. They can't find a steady job, a constant job, a steady job. So they're kind of forced to work day to day. And some days they may not work and some days they might. And then I think you have other people there who are dealing with like substance abuse. They might, um, they might do a little bit of uh, too much day drinking. Day drinking is, is a great thing if you only do it once in a while. It means you can 
really relaxed. The sun is out and yet you have a drink in your hand. But some people I think who are day laborers probably have a problem with too much drinking or too much drugs. So maybe they're having a day where they're feeling good and they can work and they're not hooked on a substance. So they will work for that day, try to get more money, hopefully to buy food and rent, but maybe just to buy more substances, more drugs, more alcohol. Right, the next expression you might hear people saying is dog days of summer. Dog days of summer. Um, I love this time of year. As a teacher, of course, I don't work in the summer, which is pretty sweet. But the dog days usually are really hot days in the middle of August, the dog days, and just kind of lazy. The dog days of summer, they're lazy days. Maybe you're out by the pool. Maybe you're day drinking, just relaxing. It's a little too hot to do much of anything. So you're just relaxing and hopefully spending time with your family. That's what I think the dog days of summer are. It's the lazy, hot days of summer. Now, of course, that's the way I feel. If you are outside working in the heat, you probably don't like the dog days of summer and they're not all that lazy for you. But when you hear dog days of summer, think two things. Think really hot and really relaxing. All right, the next one. And I think this is kind of common because my buddy left a comment on the first part of the 100 part series that I made on why you should not speak British English. And I hope you guys know that was, that was a joke. There's some pretty cool British English speakers. As somebody mentioned, Benedict Cumberbatch, James Bond, come on. The Brits are pretty cool. But uh, Vladimir uh, said this video actually made his day. So he's watching the channel to learn English, um, probably knows it pretty well because he used a common English expression. You made my day. You made my day literally means you made me so happy. So if you want to tell a person in English, oh, you made me so happy. If they're a native speaker and you say, oh man, you just made my day. They'll know what that means. You made me really happy. Nice job. All right, the next one. It's as clear as day. And I know I've used this word on the channel before. I think for the Billie Eilish breakdown lyrics video, um, it means obvious. Clear as day, obvious. And in that video, at the beginning of this bad relationship she got into, she thinks that it was obvious to everyone else besides her that it was going to end badly. So obvious. Anytime you want to use the word obvious, and I'm definitely flashing it right up above me because it's got to be in it. Obvious? That, that's why. Some people will ask, in English, why do you do this? And sometimes you just got to throw your hands up like, I, I don't know. 
I don't know why there is a B in obvious. It should be obvious that there shouldn't be a B in obvious. But anytime you want to use the word obvious, like just really well known, like, come on, you should have known that, you can say, it's as clear as day. It's as clear as day. I think I've also said this on the channel too. It's as obvious as the nose on my face, which is another way to say it's as clear as day. So if anything is just very, very clear, and the person you are talking to should understand, you can say, it's as clear as day. It's as obvious as the nose on your face. And the last one, very fitting for the last one of this video, call it a day, call it a day. Anytime you are finished doing an activity, you can say, all right, I'm gonna call it a day and go home. It could be work. It could be maybe you're at the gym working out. Maybe you're really tired. You got a good workout in. All right, I'm gonna call it a day. I'm done. Call it a day. Pretty easy one there. So the next video you'll see is me and my wife at Side by Each doing a little day drinking on our day date, eating some poutine. Thanks for joining us, and um, I'll see you next time. Wait, wait, I'm back. I can't believe I ended the video without asking you to do all those things that YouTubers say. Hey, smash that like button. I will never say that again. That, that doesn't sound like me. But the YouTubers like, hey, smash that like button. Give me a thumbs up. I'm not going to say that. But if you could, please, if you've liked what you've seen so far and you haven't yet already, Please subscribe. Please gently, I don't want your phone to break or your laptop, don't, don't smash it. Gently hit that thumbs up. Maybe leave me a comment. Maybe did I forget one day expression? And there are hundreds and I may do another day one. Leave a comment, say, hey, I want you to do another day one because this day video changed my life. It made me such a better English speaker. Probably not, but. Uh, yeah, if you would, I love hearing from you guys. Uh, leave a comment if you would. And now the next video you see will be us at Side by Each. Thank you for tuning in. So this is the place that we're going to be eating at in just a little bit. It's called Side by Each Brewing Company. And you can see that they do have a poutine place. It's called Pinky D's. And in the summer, they sometimes have a truck. It's called a food truck that goes around and you can order right from there. And in the summer, it's definitely too cold right now to eat outside, but they have a little nice outdoor area. But you can't bring your alcohol. The law won't let you go past this. You can't go into the parking lot with it. And this is where you come and pick out your food order. And at Side by Each, they actually brew their own beer here. And they were having their one-year anniversary party when we showed up. We didn't actually know this was going to happen.
So this is our meal here. You can see my beer on the left. In the middle with the pickle is the poutine. And up in the right-hand corner was an amazing hamburger. My wife got a cherry soda because she doesn't drink beer. And as promised, here is the bathroom at Side by Each. It's get your own little private spot here. It's got everything you need, a little soap, sink, toilet. And here are some cupcakes that you could have had for free. I stayed away from them because I was so full with my meal. And they were actually having a poutine eating contest. Here's the guy to introduce it. But, you know, I just want to thank everybody for coming out. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for supporting the brewery. Um, we came up with a, a couple ideas. Today we've got kind of a crazy thing. Is we're doing a, a poutine eating challenge. Um, it's 12 pounds of poutine. Um, it's, it's quite a bit of food. So the rules basically, whoever finishes it first, bowl over their head or 30 minutes. Um, we weigh whatever's left, whoever's eating the most wins. Um, so without any further ado, um, we're gonna start bringing up some food here. So it's gonna be about, about one minute, we're gonna bring out a bunch of food and uh, you guys start cheering on these guys and see who finishes first. <laughs> And I just want to make a note of her shirt. She says, no to heroin, no to cocaine, but yes to poutine. And this man actually has poutine on the front and back of his shirt. I believe he is the owner of Pinky D's, the place that makes the poutine. They, these guys, you know, are busting their butt. They're, they're doing a killer job. They, up, they started with 12 pounds of poutine, so five pounds of fries, two and a half pounds of cheese, and about three quarters of a gallon of gravy, which comes to about 12 pounds. Um, just, just in perspective, Joey Chestnut, who's a world record eater, he ate 28 pounds in 10 minutes. So he would have been done just about now of three of these bowls. 